All right, we are rolling. Awesome. <laughs> I was about to say minimalism. Oh, <laughs> started by saying that. That's funny. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to the Black Boundaries podcast. I'm Nick, and I'm Terrell, and today we're discussing minimalism. So, just kind of starting off, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about minimalism. So I feel like it would be good if we just define what minimalism is and kind of what that means to us as well. Well, you know, minimalism means can mean a lot of different things because everybody can have their own definition of minimalism. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, some people are probably not minimalists. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they're, they're really not. But to me, minimalism is like a shift in consciousness leading to, I guess, some kind of freedom. Right. Reinforced by the act of minimalizing useless material possessions, uh, damaging relationships, unhealthy emotions, and unfulfilling jobs. Yeah, that's what minim- that's what minimalism is to me. Right. What about you? It's a pretty good definition. I like that. I think that it's not having access in your life, like having a lot of materialistic things and things that become overwhelming to where you have these constant distractions. So if you can minimize distractions in your life, like you said, even having unhealthy relationships, that's still a form of a distraction. Right. So I feel like you're living with more intention. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, the best way to describe it for me personally. Right. Right. So when did you first find out about minimalism? I didn't know that there was a term for it. But when I was young, I remember constantly changing my room around because I was trying to be more comfortable in my living space. And since I was in a middle class family, I had, you know, sisters, it was kind of hard for me to make my space my own. But I always wanted to be in an environment where I felt creative, I felt open. It's like I have this workflow. And I think it wasn't until college that I recognized what that was and I first heard the term. Right. So once I connected with that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I've been looking for for a long time. Like, I just want to have a creative space and I want to be able to do things with the intention of getting somewhere, having these sort of goal oriented steps. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when I figured it out. But it had to be, yeah, around college. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was definitely in college when I figured it out because, you know, when I. When I got into my dorm, you know, all I had was like my clothes and, you know, things that family members gave me, like clothing baskets and stuff like that. I didn't have everything that I had at home. Okay. Right. So when I get in there, I'm like, dang. Like once I have like my setup, I'm like, dang, this is pretty nice. This is like (laughs) way better than all the clutter that I had in my room. Right. Right. So then, you know, I'm thinking back to like me being like a kid or whatever. And I just remember always kind of just I had always had like a lot of toys and I guess not like a lot of toys, but, you know, stuff just everywhere in my room. Right. But I would like kind of just throw it under my bed or throw it in my closet <laughs> so I wouldn't have to look at it. <laughs> so it would like, yeah, it. so it would appear as being neat. So, yeah, I think it was like always in me since being a kid like you. OK, yeah, that's really interesting. I think now that I've gotten older. I've been able to transcend that just from like the physical things around me into some of the things that you said as well, like with relationships and communicating with people. I'm the type of person who tries my best not to argue and I avoid like conflict. Yeah, I might do it like jokingly or like in certain conversations, but 
just the stress of dealing with difficult people, I feel like I just don't have time for. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't go out of my way. And the same thing goes for like social media. I'm minimal about that. I only do things that I enjoy when it comes to social media, whether that's, you know, creative things. I enjoy videos, posts, graphics, but I don't argue with people online because that's just like unhealthy for me. So I'm like, I know that this is just something that someone's going to run with once they take one word that I said in a post. (laughs) So I'm like, you know what? When it comes to certain topics, whether they're political and things of that nature, I just choose to stay away from it. I'm not saying that you can't advocate for something and that you can't be uplifting when it comes to politics. But I know when it comes to the bantering, I want no part of that. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's that's a big part of, you know, just being less stressed because I see some people, they be really getting intense in those comment sections you know yeah. i like to read them but i don't like to partake in them <laughs> right yeah. right they are interesting yeah and i think that's sort of the boundary too like okay i can read this and try to understand the different perspectives but i'm not gonna engage right like that's a way of keeping yourself away from that and like you were saying it's personal so somebody else may say yeah i can engage in it if it's a healthy debate you know what i mean if i can have a conversation where it's a decent environment i don't know if social media is really the best environment but people have made it work to a certain degree i see a lot of those like sit down talks and you know you'll see people with opposing views you know have a conversation maybe even podcasts so it is interesting right right i think um yeah it's just having that uncluttered uncluttered space uncluttered uh, I guess thoughts, you know, stuff right. like that. For me, I think having an uncluttered space and minimalism, they like go hand in hand because I don't know, it just makes you feel a lot better. Right. Just having, not having to like just walk through like a lot of stuff being in your way or yeah. just looking in your room and not being able to like find something. Oh, or, that's so annoying. Yeah, you know, just stuff like that. It's just, it's kind of it's kind of like small, but it's it's big to me. That's right? true. <laughs> yeah, it's like a small change, but the impact is huge. Yeah, and I think it's because also I've mentioned this probably multiple times on the podcast. There's this middle class. I can't let go of the middle class. The middle class garage. Oh, yeah. bothers me so much. Like you see so many middle class homes where and I understand people have siblings and, you know, you have hand me downs. You have a lot of stuff. But when you walk into the garage and there's like those cords and there's these cables that you haven't used in literally years. And mm-hmm. there's these boxes. I always say it's a box of spiders. Like you open it up and you realize how long it's been since you've had it, you know? Yeah. So. I don't know why that's, I mean, consumerism obviously is like really focused on the middle class because we buy the most stuff, but it's just, we constantly feel that need of, oh, I have to hold on to this. And sometimes when you let that go, I mean, I think it can be a relief. It's like, wow, that's finally gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you feel refreshed. So definitely. Yeah. I think, um, I used to have problems throwing away stuff when I was younger, but I don't know, I think probably when I got to college, exactly, that's when I was like, all right, this this old d- device or whatever, I'm not using it. Right. I might want to use it later on, but I highly doubt it. So, you know, I just give it away, throw it away, take it to Goodwill, something like that. I don't know. It just used to be very hard. Like, I guess little old um, notes or something like that. Oh, <laughs> like, I see what you mean. I'm like, why would I need these old notes where I don't... <laughs> I don't need this stuff, but yeah, I can I can see how since how you can think something is sentimental, right, and not want to throw it away. But some yeah. things aren't as sentimental as you 
think they are is, is I think it's more so the memories, right? That's true. That's a good point. And I think that there's a way to do that because I was reading an article I remember and it talked about minimalism and a lot of people have this, you know, construct that you have to throw everything away and it's like you don't have to throw everything away like right if you enjoy you know collecting certain things if you're a collector it makes sense to keep them but i think it's just that like we said the access and the the stuff that isn't necessarily needed that you're getting rid of so it's kind of funny because i talked to my friend about this previously he's kept every ipod he's ever owned mm-hmm. and that's like his sort of i guess collection of a time, you know, because of the generations. And for some reason, his mom kept on getting him, you know, Mm -hmm. iPods. So he keeps them for like the sentimental value and, you know, the playlist and stuff like that. And he was like, you never know, they could be worth something one day. So that's like his thing. But I think it's prioritizing what you keep. It's not keeping everything It's keeping what has actual value and what you feel, you know, is necessary. But like you were saying, if it's something that you know that you're not going to use, it's better to let that go and then figure out what you want to prioritize and keep those essential things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, people, they have, like, a lot of unneeded things. Mm-hmm. And they're always upgrading. Yeah, that's like, a huge problem. iPhones, for example, they always get the next best one. Oh, man, yeah. And it's kind of crazy, I guess, because... That plays into. I guess you can can be a minimalism and still get the next iPhone and upgrade to the next one as long as you like getting rid of the old one that you already had. But right, I don't know. I think a part of that for me is like it's not always getting the next best thing. Right, playing yeah. to consumers. That's like my part of minimalism because like you know, I had the iPhone. The last iPhone I had was a 6s. It started messing up. Then I got an eight. Mm-hmm. But you know what, what iPhone are we on now? Like the twelve or something the 12, like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like that. Yeah, but you know, it's just it's just things like that. You know, just not always like trying to keep up with everybody. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a big. I mean, I really like that point because I always think about that. If you look at your phone right now, you can already tell like what the next update might be. You can already see that it's getting old. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I think back to when I was young, like. CD players always looked old to me, even when they were still like the thing to have. I was like, this is really weird to carry. Yeah. And once I got that sort of idea in my head that the things that we appreciate now or we think are a big deal are going to be old at some point, I was able to break that cycle of needing the next best thing. Yeah. Because I'm I always say this. I don't know why they create a car every single year. I mean, I know people buy cars, but it's kind of ridiculous that you have like a 2012 13 14 15 like that's just ridiculous like you don't really need that from all these different companies so you know like you were saying i think it becomes almost like an addiction for people because a lot of people i see it's not because the device is so necessary it's because of how they advertise it and people want to show it off on social media and talk about it and they hype it up. So it's like, oh, I got the new. And you get to say that forever how long it's new. Right. And it's that feeling of being appreciated and people saying, oh, that's cool. You got the new phone. <laughs> yeah. But that's like riding a high because it doesn't last long. And then you have to buy the next device. So, yeah, I could see that being a huge problem in terms of trying to maintain that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I can see that, too. Like, I don't know. It's, it's all about, I guess, saving money but it doesn't have to be be about money it could be about like just having like saving that peace of mind as well 
Right. That's true. Yeah, then you don't feel that need to compete mm-hmm. and try to play, you know, the next best thing and figure out what it's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. No, my favorite part about like just having not that much stuff is being able to make an easy move. That's true. Right. That was one of, oh, I'm glad that you said that. Because going back to that middle class garage, it's yeah. like, when you look at how much stuff you have to move, it's overwhelming. Yeah. I would get overwhelmed. Oh, my dad would bring home boxes and I'm like, dad, we got to get rid of some stuff. Yeah. Like you start to see what you need and what you don't. Mm-hmm. Like dishes, for example, it's like how Bruh. many of these dishes? My family has like a collection of cups <laughs> and you know me and my little sister we're out of the house now right so right. bruh it's so it's so many cups and oh, man. so many containers under the sink that's where, where we store our, our containers so mm-hmm. many containers like the whole under under, under the sink is just filled up oh my god in the garage like you were saying a whole bunch of stuff in the garage i'm like man i don't know y'all must gonna hire some movers or something like that whenever y'all move but yeah this is kind of ridiculous how much stuff y'all got oh my goodness that's so true but yeah i don't know it was, it's, it's honestly so nice to like, well, to like be able to have like my own space now and get away from that because mm-hmm. it, it is kind of stressful even though even when I could just go to visit, it's kind of distressful looking at how, how much stuff they have. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. I mean, that's why I loved vacations as a kid. And I told you this. I love hotels because your stuff isn't there. It's like, that's what I remember as a kid. It's like, right. this hotel is so nice because it's not cluttered. And you get to live in that space. And it's a smaller space in your home, but it's still nice. You still yeah. enjoy being there. And I think you can have that at home and it doesn't mean just going out and buying expensive, you know, towels and bed sheets, but it's just getting rid of the stuff that you don't actually need and having a space that feels comfortable. Yeah. Cause that's what a living space should be. And I understand people have different circumstances, like I said, but I think you have to tailor it towards your needs. And that's the most important thing because I used to have the mindset that, in order to have nice things when I was a kid, you had to have money. Right. And then I realized, okay, my dad buys me new clothes, you know, whenever we went back to school shopping. I was like, what if I just save that money and just get less outfits, but get nicer outfits, like the stuff that I want? Oh, yeah. So instead of getting, you know, three pair of jeans that I really don't care for, just get one nice pair of jeans. Uh-huh. And, you know, me and my dad, we like basically wore the same size when I was younger, which is kind of crazy to think about. That is crazy. <laughs> you know, and baggy clothes, too, at the time. So I kind of had a strategy of like, oh, OK, he doesn't want these jeans. I'll take these. And, you know, but. My whole entire point is that you can tailor it towards your needs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, like, now how I do it is, like, I just get, in terms of, like, clothes, Mm -hmm. I have, like, two pairs of jeans that's, like, kind of, like, blue jeans, and I have, like, two pair of black jeans. Then I got, like, a couple of chinos and, like, you know, T-shirts and stuff like that, and some dress shirts. But it's not, like, I don't have, like, a closet full of stuff because it's not really necessary. I agree. In terms of, like, pants and stuff like that, I don't know. Me, personally... I don't, um, I rewear my pants during the week, maybe like two, two times or so. Cause yeah. you're not really doing anything in them. To be honest, we've been quarantined most yeah. of this time, so it doesn't make sense. But like, you know, if I was like going, <laughs> if I was going out and I was like out all day, then I wouldn't do that. But right. like, the only thing I'll, I'll, I will like continually like wash is like my t-shirts or whatever. But right, I right. kind of keep like a good amount of those to like change out and have enough of those throughout the week. Yeah, but that yeah. makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, it's, some people they just have a lot of clothes. 
Oh my goodness! Go yeah. in their closet. It's packed. They can't even like go through them because they they're just like so oh, bunched up together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so scary to see when someone has that. Yeah, because in my mind, I'm like, you know, eventually you're gonna have to go through this. Like whether you're moving or like I don't know, like you're gonna have to go through it. Don't avoid it. Now, yeah, it's just so many clothes that you're not even that people not even wearing. Right. 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 Now I could see that's if you true. were like into fashion i know there there is a way to do like fashion and minimal and minimalism together but i can see if you like just really you you clothes. you actually do wear all of those clothes like eventually that is true yeah there's some guys who are like that with suits for example yeah like they like a really nice suit and they like having the different colors if that's your thing then that's cool but it, there becomes a point where it's like how much do you actually need and how much do you have for the sake of having it and right. I think that's a big problem. And honestly, it's because of Western culture. We've been taught that we need everything, uh-huh. you know, advertisements, television telling us what we want. You know, you always get those deals of, oh, you can buy two for this price. And it's like, but do I need to? You know what I mean? That's what it comes down to. But yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, hip hop, rap culture, you hear a lot of lyrics that make it seem like you need the next best thing. But then you think about it, that song gets old. Those products get old too. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, in in terms of minimalism, you know, you got those extreme people. Right. I know right. you're kinda of like joking about it earlier, but like right. how they don't really have anything at all. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, if that works for you, that can work for you, but you know, yeah. You want to be comfortable. I know that couldn't work for me. I could because I couldn't do it. Either. I need some stuff, you know, yeah. to make. I need like a. I need a couch in my living room. Some people don't have couches. Some people don't have beds. Yeah, they may have like a little cot or something like that, which which is okay. Some people have no decorations, and I'm oh like, yeah, no decorations. Looking at just walls. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh I'm gonna need like a picture or a design or something on the wall. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta be something in my room to like you know just make me like it more. But that's true. Yeah, I don't know. Like the the bare minimum lifestyle is it's interesting to me. I like looking it's at those videos of like people that are like, yeah, I don't have anything in here. You know, you just got one fork, one spoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just me right. in here. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> Especially those who travel too, mm-hmm. because it's like they don't really have a ton of things that need maintenance when right. they go off or when they travel. And I think that's really cool. And I think that there's a sense of freedom in that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can enjoy my life and not have to constantly worry about these things that may not seem like a big deal, but they actually hold you back. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many times that I can think of people saying, oh, I wish I can do this, but I have to do this. And it's like, do you have to? (laughs) You know what I mean? So, for example, it could be people who really like gaming or social media or something like that. Like, there's nothing wrong with enjoying those things, but those things can literally take over people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like there's people who are addicted to Facebook. Like, it's, Oh yeah. It's really sad. And it's like, that's just a whole nother cloud over your head. That isn't necessary. It's something that you can change. You know, it might take some time and take some work, but yeah, even video games, you hear a lot of stories about people who are addicted to video games and, you know, it basically ruins their life. Yeah. So I think everything that you enjoy, you have to see that, obviously there's the good and the bad you have to weigh out the pros and the cons Uh and i think you know just having that discipline is the hardest thing because when it comes to minimalism i think it's being disciplined and that's hard for a lot of people because they're like i really want that and they don't want to tell themselves no right you know yeah i see like i I know it can like come natural to some a lot of people but some people you know you gotta just work for it right but I, you know, I can see it's it's hard to get rid of things, right? Or to stop buying things too. Yeah, 
I think about that show Hoarders. Oh, yeah. That is so hard to watch. It's like, in your mind, you feel rational and you just want to be like, get rid of it. But I know how attached people get to things. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not as easy as you think. Right. Even if I were to go back through and think about things, you know, throughout my life that I've purchased or I thought that I needed... At the time, it seemed like I really did. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No one could convince me otherwise. But yeah, I just think it takes some, you know, some learning and and like I said, it's 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 a gradual thing. Don't uh-huh. feel like you have to just jump into it and throw away everything that you like. <laughs> so. True, I feel that. Do you, do you think um did did your like upbringing have anything to do with you wanting to get into minimalism? I think so. Um, you know, I grew up in a Christian household and the disciples were always traveling. <laughs> That's such a random answer. No, but I think honestly, random. like <laughs> just reading the Bible and hearing things about not being overwhelmed by things and not letting things take control of you. Mm-hmm. And I think hearing that when I was little, it sounded really dramatic because it's just like, oh, everything's sinful and terrible. And then I broke it down to okay, there's a lot of things, like I said, that seem like everyday things that we enjoy, whether that's food, eating a lot of it when you really don't have to. Oh, it's like, yeah. well, you should be you know, mindful of your health and your well-being right. and having that discipline. So mm-hmm. I think it goes back to that. Or the same thing with, like you were saying, relationships. It comes to sexuality, overindulging and things like that. So yeah. I think that's where it initially started. And then once again in college, it just sort of, you know, was reaffirmed when I started reading more material about minimalism. But it's definitely been throughout phases of my life. Okay. How about you? Um, well, mine is not as deep as going into the <laughs> Bible. As a disciple. <laughs> as, as a disciple, you know, out traveling and stuff with the bare minimum. But now, nah, basically just just being overwhelmed with how much stuff is in the house. That's that's basically it that, for me. That's a great way to yeah. put it. <laughs> <laughs> I like your description. <laughs> I like I like yours better though. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah. That that was basically that was basically, you know, just seeing my family growing up and, you know, helping people move. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I'm like, dang, it's a, it's a lot of stuff. It's a <laughs> gotta gotta put stuff in the U Haul and your car to move. <laughs> oh yeah, there is those moves. Yeah. Man, I forgot about those. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, it's just seeing family struggle with their stuff, but still keeping them like I I can't be like that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of sad, but I think for a lot of people, this may be another thing too. Um, you know, growing up, there's a lot of people who go without. Mm-hmm. And when they finally have things, it's like, oh, I need all of it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then, you know, that kind of trails off. And I think it passes on through generations. And even knowing my grandmother, I wouldn't say that she struggled a lot of her life. But of course, you know, her growing up in the South and living during the time that she's lived, it's like all those different experiences of being rejected and, you know, trying to find things in your life and trying to get the sense of just being comfortable mm-hmm. in America. You know what I mean? So I just think about all the different transitions that she's made. And I see why now looking at whether it's the things that she owns or her relationships, it's like, oh, I see why a lot of people are like this. And my grandma isn't excessive, I wouldn't say, but she does have a lot of stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And I think once again, it goes back to that. It's like, well, she didn't have a bunch of dresses when she was young. So now that she can have a bunch of dresses, she has a bunch of dresses. So, mm-hmm. you know, but that's her thing. But it does make sense. And I don't know how it would feel for her to experience minimalism, but I'm sure if she at least decluttered that kitchen a bit, she'd feel a lot better. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You know, 
in terms of like you know kitchen and just cooking and food i always try to like just buy what i need for the week yes because i don't yes. like having yes. well you know stuff because stuff can go bad and i don't like having like a whole bunch of kitchen tools yeah that's true because some people they have like a lot of stuff in the kitchen that they don't even they might only use it one time <laughs> And that's all. I think everything that I have in the kitchen, less in terms of tools, I use like pretty much every week. It's funny because you know those drawers that you can't even open. Oh yeah, because something's <laughs> like stuck in it because you so just got much so much stuff. stuff. Yeah. Or the junk drawer, I never want to have one. Oh, I yeah. told myself when I was young, I'll never have a junk drawer. Yeah. Like I refuse. It's just it, once you declutter that, right, <laughs> you'll feel so much better. And then you'll be like, why do I have this? Why do I still have packets of sauce? Right. Why do I still have, you know, three pairs of scissors? Like, yeah. it's just unnecessary. But, yeah, it, it does take time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in my family's uh, junk drawer, they got, like, in a kitchen, it's, like, tools, matches. That's the same paper. in mine. I don't know. It's just, like, a lot of random stuff. And I guess... You know, people just be like, oh, we got this random, random drawer that we're not using. Might as well put something in there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the The most annoying thing that I think I've ever witnessed, which is hilarious, is when we moved from one apartment to another and I watched my dad take this little box that had everything from our previous junk drawer and put it into a new one. <laughs> he literally just poured it in there like it was food. It was so weird to watch. That's pretty funny. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's like the junk drawer." I was like, "Dad, no, this has <laughs> to a, go. I'm gonna sort ju- through it." That's a junk drawer. <laughs> yeah, he's just like it just transferred. It's like, no, Dad, you got to get rid of this. This is terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. It's, it's it's crazy, you know, because um, I was you know I went home over um Christmas break or whatever, and I was like, Ma, I'll help you sort through all this stuff. Yeah, you know, help you declutter. I think she got upset with me for saying. Oh, <laughs> like, really? like I'm like, like I'm saying, Ma, your place is messy. I didn't say that. Right. I was just saying I can help you declutter. You know. Right. <laughs> she did not take it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to tell someone when it's their environment things that could possibly help them. Right. And right. that's the same with like someone's car. Like you mm-hmm. can suggest something, and they're like, Nah, it's fine. It's right. Like, ah, but you got to experiment. You know. <laughs> So I think that's one of the things. It's something to mess around with. I say watch videos, look mm. up, you know, some helpful information on it. And like I said, baby steps. Just right. baby steps. Yeah, I think like for, from now from now on, I think I kind of like just take the approach of like, if they're not asking me about it, I'm not going to be like, oh, you should try minimalism. But, you know, if, if, if they say I got like a lot of stuff, man, I got to get rid of it. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, you should look into minimalism. Like, right. You know, if they mention it. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So another thing that I noticed, too, that I feel like is a slight misconception is that a lot of people have the mindset of having quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, I would rather have a lot of it so that I don't run out of it. Right. But you end up breaking the bank, spending a ton of money. And I think with minimalism, having things that are quality and of value is really important as well. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way because there's so many brands out there that I didn't know are reliable That I realized over the course of my life, oh, I only use that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it kind of hits you at a certain point. So for a random example, I love Dial Soap (laughs) because it works for me. It's good soap, good soap. Yeah, (laughs) antibacterial. It's so hard (laughs) to find antibacterial soap sometimes. But I've stuck to that brand and I've tried experimenting with others. But that's just like my go-to thing. And I think it's because of the quality of the product or what I see as quality. So I think that's another thing, too. Like there's certain things that you can get 
more quality out of. And yeah, it may cost a little bit more or maybe it doesn't have the two for one deal or the special that you have, you know, in terms of like what you like, coupons and all that. But I think that's something else that you can consider as well, because you don't want to constantly be buying stuff over and over. You know what I mean? See, the thing with coupons and sales and stuff like that, it always gets people to buy more than they need. Exactly. Because I, I know people, every time there's a sale, they be like, oh, it's a sale. I might as well get two of these. Right. And then, you know, you you look in the house and it's like, dang, they, they got all of this stuff, but they're not even really using it. Yeah. You know, you don't even get to the point where you can use it because you always shop in that sale to where you always buy more of that one thing. Exactly. Right. So you just end up with a surplus of that thing. and You might try to give it away or something like that, or it goes bad in terms of like food or something like that. And it's just... You really wasted money. That's true. You know, That's when you like true. look back at it. Yeah, my aunt is pretty funny because she'll buy something and then she, she won't use it. And when somebody says that she should get rid of it or, you know, it really has no value, she's like, wait, wait, no, no, no. That costs like $100. She always goes way over. It's like, that's not $100. <laughs> I know for a fact that that's not $100. That's funny. She's like, no, I paid good money for that because I was reading. And then she'll go into her story. But I always found that funny. It's like she tries to put more value on it to make mm. it seem like it's that essential when it, it's yeah. not. <laughs> I can see that. But there's a lot of people who do that. And I think um, something that I do personally is I really hate sorting through a ton of different clothes and outfits when I'm choosing outfits for the day. Yeah. So personally, I wear a lot of black, like the majority of the clothes that I own are black, but I don't like the process of like what jeans go with this shirt and stuff and deciding in the morning. Oh, so I just want to be at a place where I can just take a shirt, throw on some pants and I'm ready to go. Okay. But I understand people have a fashion sense as well. So they may want to go through that process because it's enjoyable. Mm -hmm. You know, you get that feeling of a new outfit. So I do understand it, but that's something that I wanted to cut time in i was like i don't really need to be spending that much time on an outfit for me personally yeah so that's something else that i changed as well so i mainly just have black shirts and black pants oh, everything that, goes together living that cartoon <laughs> character lifestyle yeah right <laughs> <laughs> all my hats are the same <laughs> <laughs> that's funny nah, that's cool though yeah i think yeah because I, I like how that that just makes your life easier right and, you know that's something like for you and you and enjoying just having like a fast Outfit put on or whatever. Exactly. That's cool. And I would only recommend that to people who want to cut that time. Right. Or who don't really care to look through multiple things. Uh And I've always been more of an accessories person. So I don't mind the outfit being minimal in terms of like, you know, my shirt and pants. It's like, oh, I'm going to wear like beaded jewelry or I'm going to wear this hat, this beanie or whatever. Like that's like the accents that I enjoy. But I don't feel like the whole outfit has to be... A whole theme right if that makes sense <laughs> i feel that i feel that yeah Amen. i think it's like i think it's good for people to realize that you know we we talked about so many aspects of minimalism but you know it doesn't have a set set rules in stone right you know it's a tool that is used to access freedom minimalizing minimizing the useless is the name of the game it's an initial shift in the consciousness in the consciousness that can that comes from allowing oneself to imagine a life with less stuff and you know, it, it allows you to take the first step of action getting into this. Yeah, that's right? true. So a person who's like really rich and has like a big house and like, you know, a, a car or two, they can be a minimalist. That's true. And a person who like 
you know, lives a modest lifestyle, more modest than that, they can be a minimalist, right? Right. You know, it's it's all about the the person. That's true. And I think that's why I feel so bad for the middle class and I harp on that so much is because we're such a target when it comes to consumerism. Yeah. And they're constantly flooding us with things and people get into that state, like you said, where they buy things because of the word sale. And it's honestly a way of them just making money. And you look at rich people in your head, you think that they probably have a ton of stuff, which some of them do, but they also get a lot of things for free. I think I always mention that like Kim Kardashian, <laughs> she's not paying for dresses, like most likely when she's on the runway, she's got a Gucci outfit. Chances are she didn't purchase it because it's Kim and it's probably tailored towards her body. You know what I mean? So it's like her fit. And then someone else goes out and buys it because they feel the need to keep up with her when she got it for free because she's Kim Kardashian. So it's kind of funny, but I think it's interesting that we have this idea that more money means more things. And it's not really necessary. So if you get a new job or, you know, you get a raise or something like that, you don't always have to spend that money. Yeah. And a lot of these people who are millionaires or who have money, they're not really millionaires because they're living like way above their means. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm a millionaire now. I have to have three cars and I have to have a huge mansion. And then they start spending all their money and then, you know, everybody's shocked when they go broke. But it happens because we have this mindset of classism and how you have to fit into certain classes. So we have to drop that mentality, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's terrible to try to keep up with people who are not in your tax bracket. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's so true. Yeah. It's all about, you know, living within your means and maybe sometimes a little below your means. As long as you can, like, make it comfortable for yourself. Yeah. And I think it's good when you have that thing that you purchase that you really enjoy and maybe you're willing to spend money on it. Like some people are shoe collectors. Mm -hmm. If you really like shoes and that's what you're kind of like balling out on, that's perfectly fine. But it becomes a problem when you're doing that with shoes and the cell phones and the and everything else starts to add up. Right. But I think it's nice when you have something that, you know, is like a treat for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's a misconception is that minimalists don't have fun things. But like we said, this is tailored towards us. So like for me, for example, I don't mind spending more money when it comes to music equipment Mm -hmm. because it's equipment and I enjoy that. Yeah, that's something that you pretty much kind of need for exactly process, too. But when it comes to like a cell phone, I don't really care. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. For me, that would be like film equipment. Like I got I, I got a good bit of film equipment, but, you know. That's that's just something I make money. I can make money from using that stuff. And, I, you know, I just like to have the stuff for personal projects as well. Exactly. You know, so it's, it's yeah. all being put to use. And it's like something that's something I like. I have fun doing as well. So that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah, everybody's journey and end goal is going to look different at the end of the day. You know, very true. Yeah. Yeah, I hope nobody felt pressure. We've said multiple times that it's, it's tailored towards us. Yeah, so yeah, don't feel yeah, pressured. Yeah, yeah. And don't feel like we're judging you. I'm only... <laughs> I'm only judging you. I'm not judging you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like from a distance. <laughs> that too. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's interesting to see how times change. And I like that people are more aware of minimalism. Cause like I said, when I was younger, I didn't even know what that was. Like I had never heard of it. And I think social media definitely played into that 
in terms of like me hearing more information about it and having a place to go and look at what it means, you know, mm-hmm. and what, how that's tailored towards people's interests. That was really interesting. So I hope it's something that people do consider and you know, right, right. check out. Definitely. Well, I think that takes care about of everything. Sums it up. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Black Boundaries podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Terrell. And we'll catch you guys later.